Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts cast. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo, yo, anything and everything in Indianapolis Colts. Anything and everything. Please be sure to follow us on social media. Twitter handle is at the Colts cast. Instagram is at Colts cast. You guys, you don't want to miss content. That's all I'm going to say about that. We got our YouTube up. Go ahead and search the Colts cast. Brand new YouTube. You can see our beautiful faces up on there. <laughs> and you can see that new Colt shirt you just got, man. Let me see that oh, thing baby. show for the, for the uh, YouTube. It ain't, it ain't nothing special. It's just, hey, it's the gear, it, though. It's hey, gear. It's, we, you know, we got a rep. We got a rep because you know who we got Sunday? Who that be? The Tennessee Titans. Mm. 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 They beat us. They, they've been beating us for a while now, haven't they? Yeah, that's been scary. Yeah, I don't like them. I don't like Titans. I don't know many Titans fans, but I don't I don't like them right now. Look. I want to beat them just as much as y'all. Let's go over our injury report a little. So for Thursday, it looks like we got a lot of full participants. Got a lot of people on the injury report. You know, Shaquille Leonard, full participant. That's that's really good. Quiddy Pay's probably gonna be out. Uh Kiki Kuti. I don't know if he'll play. He had a concussion. Um, and then Grover Stewart, I think he's just resting, but we'll see. He he also did not practice, but I think everyone else is is good to go. <sighs> need a need a healthy need need everybody out there for oh, Sunday. Yeah. This is a pivotal game, and let's just jump right into it. But before we talk about the Titans, Jamal, I know we got to talk about somebody. That other injury. Yes. Let's hey, talk about it. Let's get into it. Carson Wentz. Looking like he's out four to six weeks. What are your thoughts on that, Jamal, as it pertains to our draft pick? <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. We didn't watch we've watched his injury since Philly. We watched him in Indy, injuring both ankles on the same play. I mean, now we're watching <laughs> All right, let me relax. Oh. Let me relax. <laughs> Oh, I'm not and, and now laughing at that. <laughs> and now we're watching the, the broken finger injury. And what what scares me the most about this man? It's an interesting situation because if he misses six weeks, like I said, projected four to six weeks. If he actually misses the six weeks, then there's a high chance he misses that seventy percent uh, play rate that we need for him to ensure that we get that second round pick. So there are a lot of things that come into play with this that can benefit the Commanders. One. If he misses that, guaranteed, you know, they're going to keep their pick. Two, they if, they, if they're feeling that good and they want to keep their pick, they could just say, hey, we're going to sit him out longer than that. You know, he they have control over when he plays. Or what if he's playing, what if they're playing good enough without him and they're like, oh, we can continue to let him rest. It kind of sucks because we got the short end. I mean, we didn't get the short. Well, yes, we did. We got the short end of the stick with this deal from the beginning with the with the Eagles. Then it led to us kind of pushing him off onto the um, commanders and then, you know, giving us a conditional trade. But now it's in jeopardy. 
So I'm I'm a little nervous because we are kind of at the mercy of what the commanders want to do. And as we know, for everything going on in that organization right now, nothing good is coming out of there. So it makes me a little afraid because, honestly, if I were the commanders and I knew that I could keep a pick and I know that our season may not be going the way we want to, I'd probably keep him on the sideline to guarantee I keep that pick. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, and just to give Colts fans a little refresher, March of this year, decided to deal Carson Wentz away after one year. Traded two draft picks along with that in exchange for three draft picks. So those picks were the 2022 second-round pick, which was number 47, and 2022 seventh-round pick, number 237. We received the number 42 overall pick, which we took Alec Pierce, third-round pick, uh, number 73, and then a 2023, of course, conditional third-round pick. So we essentially traded him for that third-round pick and a conditional 2023 third-round pick. Which could become a second round pick. I, I'm I'm a little surprised on the timetable. I, I guess it is his throwing hand. So I mean that yeah, it, it's probably going to take at least a month or so. But I'm just as concerned as you. You know, he needs to play about 12 games to fulfill that 70 percent snap count. And I mean, six weeks. Jeez, yeah, it, it's looking like a third rounder right now for the Colts. Not the end of the world, but I would like to capitalize on that conditional pick. And just like you said, Commander season, ah, it, it looks kind of lost right now. They're 2-4 and four in a strong NFC East division. It's been a long time since we've sat here and said a strong NFC East division. I was just about to say the same thing. And when was the last time you put strong and NF- NFC East in the same sentence? It's it's been a long time. It's it's been I, I want to say at least a decade, but you know they'll probably be playing for a wild card spot at best right now. And that's probably what they're looking at. You know I wouldn't be surprised if they start losing games with just Sentwince, just like you said. You know they got Sam Howell in the fifth round. They may give him a look if Taylor Heineke. I mean they gave Taylor Heineke tons of looks last season. You know Sam Howell has some upside. Got that dual threat ability. Drafted him, so why not? So we'll see. I I would really like a additional second round pick, but a third round pick. I'm at least we got something out of wins, right? Absolutely, we needed to get whatever we could because, like you said, we we lost a lot on that one. So anything is better than nothing. Let's just hope that for the sake of our sanity, we keep that uh that second round pick, and it doesn't quite go to the third. Uh, but enough about Carson Wentz, man. Let, let's get into the meat and potatoes of, of today's episode. It. So, all right. So you know we lost a rough game at home against the against the Titans last time. Uh, will we be able to redeem ourselves on their home field? Also, what do we need to happen uh, to come out with the win this game and take control of the AFC South? Should we air out the ball? Focus on running. Give me your thoughts on just everything. Man, offense. ask me eighteen questions. Yes, all and none of it's got to do with defense. No defense, only offense. Jesus. All right. This is one of our biggest games of the year. I feel like I say that every episode, but this (laughs) one is really big. It's a divisional game against the guys who are ahead of us by half a game. I think we're in must-win territory here, in my opinion, to win the AFC South. This game alone will extend our momentum into the rest of the season while also taking first place in the AFC South, which is our ultimate goal. You know, we can we can take flight right now and get ahead of every single AFC South team. I would love that. We have to take this one. 
Titans are fresh off a of bye, going in their house. It's not going to be an easy one, but it's going to be a fun one, you know. We have to – We, I know you said don't talk about defense, but we have to contain Derrick Henry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. We, we well, just have to, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, that, that, that has to be the first starting point. He can't average 5.2 yards per carry against us again on, like, 22 carries. Our end defense has to be top-notch. I know we can do that. We can take this game. The Titans didn't have a receiver top over 40 yards against us in week four. Not a single one. The offense literally just funneled through Derrick Henry, and we couldn't stop it. So I would say that, and then we, we, we really can't turn the ball over. We only lost by a touchdown, had three tur- turnovers against them. I, I, I just guarantee we could have had at least a touchdown against them with one of those drives that ended abruptly because of the fumble or interception. We'll be back after a quick break. If, if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around yeah. a decade, right? You know, we, we kind of, uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues. Uh-huh. Uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like, they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a in a in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we 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 have a lot to do, uh, a lot. Yep, I I, I agree. I agree. Uh, did you have anything else you want to add on that before I go down my rabbit hole? No, I want I want to hear from you first. All right, all right, Vet. So no, I I agree with exactly what you said. And starting off from the top, I do think this is the most important game of the regular season. Because if we win, we take control of the AFC South. Of course, you know, we have that final, the final divisional game, which is week 18 against the Texans, so a long time away from now. Uh, but if we lose, I mean, it's pretty much we're we're up we're up the creek and we're gonna be in big trouble. Um, so I think the biggest thing that we have to do on offense, we gotta find a rhythm. We gotta find the rhythm. I feel like last week we did a good job of finding the passing rhythm. Of course, we passed the ball what, 51 times, I think it was, something wild. But 58. 58. All right, even better. So uh, Matt Ryan's arm is probably still pretty sore from that. Yeah. Um, but we got to utilize what's, what's, what's the best. Jonathan Taylor said in an interview here, I think it was just today, that he set himself out for last week. He he knows his body better than anybody else, so he didn't want to play, uh, which is interesting because I'll be curious to know what's going to happen if he decides to play this week. Uh, I, I, I think most importantly, Frank Wright needs to focus on what makes us successful. And he has to figure that out early and go full throttle with it. If the running game isn't working, abandon it. If the passing game isn't working, abandon it and try to make an adjustment early instead of waiting until in close to halftime to say, all right, let's make a small adjustment. Because the biggest thing that's going to kill us is playing from behind against the, the Titans. We did it last game. We're down 14 to 3, I believe it was, at halftime. And we've done it every mm. single game this season. We've played from behind. It exerts so much energy from your players. We spend the entire game coming back to then either A, tie, and or lose or barely win. When we've played that same mentality from the beginning, we can be up and riding high the entire time. So you can't continue to sit there and play from behind. Um, Again, like I said, if the run is working, throw the play action in there. But if we're going to be passing the ball, we need to make sure we keep the Titans honest. 
make them make them put some press coverage on us or against our receivers because the receiving core has shown out last week. And then we can go into some run. But we also got to utilize these tight ends, man. We need to see Jelani out there more than just in the red zone. We need him catching passes across the middle. We need Granson out there. We need Mac blocking for us. Because everybody, when they played good last week, it showed. It looked fantastic. And the last but not least thing I'm going to say about this is, of course, the O-line has to block. It was nice seeing Dennis Kelly out there at left tackle. I know Raymond was out there to start, but he kind of got pulled because, um, you know, because the way he was playing. Dennis Kelly, we picked him up from the Titans. He came out there and balled out, uh, did exactly what he was supposed to do. I personally would think that it would not be a bad idea to even let Raymond jump in at some right guard this week instead of having um, Matt Pryor out there because mm, we saw again, anything, bro, anything, even but with Matt Pryor. Pryor. Even when he was out there, he was still letting dudes by. I mean, so you got to, at some point, if we make all these adjustments, you got to just take him out. I don't know what kind of promise they made to him, but you need to break the promise. Let somebody else get out there and figure out what's going on. And that's all I got, man. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Kelly, he's listed as starting left tackle. He looked good, good. last game. Yeah, he did. I, I appreciate him. He stepped up, and he's finally given some reps, you know, give him some snaps. Matt Pryor is the starting right guard, I think, right now. I don't think he looked that great, but overall I, protection was decent, right? I know he didn't look great because uh, the film showed it, but, yes, overall protection was great. Or I should say was good, not great. It was good. Yeah, Matt Pryor actually got blown up on that last play of the game for the mm-hmm. Colts for that bomb to Alec Pierce to seal the Mm -hmm. deal. I don't know if y'all saw, but Matt Ryan recognized the pressure. He got the ball to Pierce before taking that hit. He took a big hit. But guess who led him right by? Your boy, Matt Pryor. So I kind of agree with you, Jamal. I've even seen Braden Smith play a little right guard. Mm -hmm. So if Braden Smith is content at right guard, we can put Raymond at right tackle. Yeah. I mean, we we need to give Raymond some reps, man, and and just take Matt Pryor because he's obviously the problem. So Frank Wright has to take some responsibility, take some initiative, and do what's right. I mean, Colts fans are seeing it all over the board. And even with Raymond's recent struggles, he has way more potential than Matt Pryor. So let's let him develop. Give Matt Pryor the bench spot. We'll have him in seldom. Am, am, am I speaking out my neck here? Am I making sense? That's all I want to hear. You you making big sense. And the reason why is because, like you mentioned, Matt Ryan got hit eight times that game. Last one being on that very last play. So the last hit, and it came from the interior. What have we noticed about Matt Ryan throughout this season, Eric, when the pressure's coming from the outsides, he can't roll out, he can't scramble. But when the pressure's coming, he, he steps into the pocket and throws the ball. When the pressure's coming interior, there's not much he can do because he can't he can't roll out and get out of the pocket. So we need the pressure to stay on the outside. So keep our strong people on the outside and, and or excuse me, get our weaker people on the outside. Let our strong people be in the middle of that interior. So that way no pressure's coming. He can step into the ball and throw a bomb to Alec Pierce, Pittman, anybody who's out there ready to catch it. Mm. That's got to be a hot take. Put our weak people in our tackle spots. That's interesting. But hey, you coached O-line. I'm, I'm going to trust you on that. <laughs> in a normal situation, you obviously want to have your stronger guys on the outside. But we're talking about a quarterback who is better when he steps into his throws versus rolling mm. out. So why not utilize that? 
why not make sure our interior is a strong suit for us so we can we don't have to worry about that added pressure because linebackers are not going to be blitzing through the middle through the A and B gaps when they know they can't get through. They'll come through the C gaps. And Talk in the C gaps, then Matt Ryan can step. He can get the ball out in three seconds. Boom, boom, boom. It's out. Yo, get Frank Ryan on the phone. <laughs> I need to make these adjustments. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, and talking about our offense, I think, you know, got to get JT rolling. Got to get him rolling. He's better than that. Our run blocking is supposed to get better than that. We got to get him holes. We got to let him work. Do what he does best. We saw what he did last season. We need to replicate that because now we have Matt Ryan. Now we added Alec Pierce. Now we have a healthy Paris Campbell. Now we got a year three Michael Pitt. Like, we we have a lot of better things on our offense now. So if we can just replicate even 70% of what Jonathan Taylor was doing on the ground last year. Like, do you know how many explosive plays I've watched from JT from his 2021 season highlights? Oh, I almost is, every game he had a 20-plus rushing or 20-plus run. I mean, I've seen like just 50-plus. Like, it is absolutely breathtaking to see. Like, he sealed the deal against the Patriots. Oh, that run was one of my favorites because, I mean, there was like two or three minutes left. I think we were up like three or four points, but that sealed the deal. It was awesome. Things like that I, I, I want to see again. And just like you said, I don't want Matt Ryan throwing the ball 60 times again. I mean, we passed the ball on 78.3% of our plays last game. It worked. But, I mean, we, we won by a touchdown. I, I don't want – I'm okay with being pass-heavy. I don't want us to be passed to the grave. I mean, Matt Ryan is, what, 37? Yep. Yeah, I, I don't want him having a sore shoulder or anything like that, getting him some Tommy John surgery or some baseball shit like that. I don't want any of that. I want us to have a – in an ideal world, I want a balanced offense. So we need to be able to establish a run. Like you always say, let's not be one-dimensional. Let's control the time of possession. Let's run the damn ball like we did last year. Sure, we didn't make the playoffs, but it's a new year. Facts. Man. I know I, know I touched on the D a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're you going to have to touch on the D because what, what are we going to do to stop Derrick Henry? Dominate us last game. What have we done to our defense since then? A little bit. We've done a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I mean, what, what do we expect? What do we expect? Like you said, we've done a little bit. I think our cornerbacks have stepped up a lot. Um, they're starting to contain a lot better. And our linebacker and our linebackers are still playing just as well. Uh, I won't necessarily say they've gotten any better. They've been consistent, which is most important. Um, but what we what we're gonna have to do, man, in this one, we we gotta they gotta get on the field heavy from the very beginning. You gotta put make your presence known for Derrick Henry because if he gets a ton of yards, we're in trouble. We can't allow him to have these twenty plus break off runs. Uh, we need to make sure we contain him, not allow him to get five yards to carry. We gotta step up and crowd the box. If we gotta have seven eight people in the box, then it is what it is. Because I feel very confident that. Uh, Vrabel is going to want to run the ball as much as he can against us. And they're going to throw very little they, because they know. I mean, you look, before before the Jacksonville game, we were giving up 94 yards a game, I think, rushing. Travis Etienne, I mean, no, 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 it wasn't just him, but they came and smoked us. They, were, they, they had 140-something rushing yards in the first half, I believe it was. You think Mike Vrabel mm-hmm. wasn't looking at that and, and Derrick Henry is not paying attention to that? They're trying to find the gaps and the weaknesses in there. And one of the biggest gaps is – 
not having the box loaded. We we know we know what your weapons are. The same way everyone crowds the box when JT touches the ball, we gotta reciprocate the exact same thing. Um, and we gotta have the the D line applying pressure. When Tannehill has the ball, we have to be on him. There has to be some kind of pressure on him because they are gonna throw. I don't think they're gonna throw a whole lot, but we need to be ready for it. Um, the biggest thing that the Colts have been missing out on on defense this year, which is extremely rare from last season are the turnovers. We haven't really had any turnovers, any big turnovers this season. And I think that's going to be the turning point for us. If we can get a couple. We're missing our big turnover guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was practicing, but I got a feeling he's not going to play. I don't, I don't think he's going to play. I think he's just practicing to get us, you know, get back into the game. I hope he does, but I don't think he will. Uh. Um, we got to get turnovers though. We got to get an interception. We got to get a fumble. Something has to break. Because if we don't, we're going to be in trouble. Teams run down the field on us nonstop. Our defense is on the field so much because they will they will be on the field for an eight, nine-minute possession, and then we get the ball, do a quick three and out offense, and they're right back on the field, and we're worn, our defense is worn down. Have to make sure that we're able to get these three and outs and or turnovers because if we're not able to, it's just going to be a long day. Derek, Derek Henry will wear anybody down. That's a big dude running at you full speed. So we don't want him getting to the next level. If he gets to the second level, we're in a little trouble. If he gets to the third it's level, over. it's over. Yeah. So. so that's when he gets, like, that's a big boy, and he gets exactly. the top speed around that level. Yep. Oof. Yeah, I I really think I, I want Shaquille Leonard back. I really do. And he's been limited at practice this week, and then he's a full participant. Then – I mean, we've seen this again. Then he just doesn't play. I it, this really sucks. It's it's a big hit to our defense because I think he was a key com- component of a dominant run defense. But then, like, you look at Zaire Franklin and seeing what he's done. I I feel like he's playing at an elite level in his absence. You know, he leads the league in tackles. He's a very smart player. Our line gra- linebacker group is pretty deep, in my opinion. I don't know what Gus Bradley will do with our linebacker arrangement once Leonard gets back because we usually only have two on the field. I've seen the EJ speed out there maybe a third of the snaps maybe per game, but usually he, he only comes in on, on a few plays. So we need we need prime maniac back. We really do. But I, I also want to keep Zaire Franklin on the field, so I'm pretty conflicted about that. But I can speak for every Colts fans when I say this give Isaiah Rogers more playing time absolutely give Brandon Faison less playing time we uh, we've seen over and over again when Brandon Faison is not making the plays he should he's not making tackles in open space he's not reading the offense correctly I, he's just he's not been good and the coaching staff, I think they're starting to realize that too a little bit because Isaiah Rogers' snap count, it's been steadily increasing over the last few weeks. So maybe they are picking picking up on it. But I know everyone saw Brandon Faison's play last week. I I know he came from Gus Bradley's system, but geez, we've seen what Rogers can do, man. He he said, if y'all not going to start me or put me in the game, I'm going to just make plays on special teams, which he which he did last game. So, Aaron Rod, or I'm sorry, I almost said Aaron Rodgers. Isaiah Rodgers is just better, plain and simple. Give me some more Isaiah Rodgers. 
Agreed. He he has to be on the field. Um, it's it's vital. It's vital for our success for him to be on the field. And 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 another thing is vital for our success to be on the field uh, that I didn't touch on, Eric, is just making sure that we don't allow these big first half points. When we played Tennessee last uh, earlier this season, we allowed what, fourteen points in the or seventeen points in the first half. I think it was seventeen to three, and the game ended. No, that I forgot how many points they had. So scratch that. But most importantly is we can't allow this team to get 14, 21 points in the first half. I don't think they're going to score more than 20 points because their offense is not that good. But it's tough when we had our first game really eclipsing the 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 21 point mark and we ate, which is really good. But we just have to make sure that we're able to. I'll only feel comfortable with us winning if we can drop 30 points. I don't think the game will be that high, but I would feel most comfortable with us winning at 30 points with the way our defense lets up some big uh. plays. So, yeah. Oh, uh, that 30 points. Uh, we we need 30. We were the we need. worst scoring offense a week I, ago. I know. And, we, and you said we we got to get 30 points. Got to. Got to. Well, send your prayers up over the weekend because... <laughs> As good as our offense looked last game, I, I I think the Titans are a little better team. Yeah. So we'll we'll definitely see. I mean, I hope we do. I just I'm you know I'm a realist. Oh, for I, sure. I, I have to be realistic here. So, but yes, let's go Colts. Let's take the AFC South. Easy. It's an easy game. You're, you're right, Jamal. It's easy. Oh, yeah. We about to blow yeah. them out, 55-0. That's what I think. That's my prediction. That's going to be it for us, everyone. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Colts cast. We release episodes bi-weekly. Go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. And we'll be back right after the game. We're going to do straight-up post-game analysis. So stay tuned on Sunday. And always, go Colts, man. Go Colts. Have a good weekend, everyone. Take care.